0: Congress had so many small adjustments to procurement in its 2020 Defense Authorization Bill, it ran out of 800 series digits. Joining me with some of the provisions you might have overlooked, Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo & Powell. And Joe, let's start with the Space Force. We all know that is a thing now. They're actually hiring civilian employees. But uh, what were the procurement regulations or provisions in the NDAA for that Space Force?
1: Right. Well, in addition to all the other... uh legislation regarding the Space Force, uh, they have been asked to report back to Congress about the feasibility of a new acquisition system specifically tailored for space systems and programs. So in addition to the FAR and the DFARS, we might have the SAR, the Space Acquisition Regulation. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe they'll have only other transaction authorities and <laughs> no FAR at all.
1: Well, that's. uh that, that's possible uh, they could probably want uh, start asking for you know unique things. Uh, FAA has their own system and other agencies have exemptions.
0: All right, and the NDAA was very concerned about China and Russia. Give us some more detail there. This has been reported fairly widely.
1: right there's a there are a couple of provisions that that deal with that. Uh, one quite directly that the, the uh, conferees specifically mentioned threats from Russia and China, and that is the DOD needs to reevaluate its rules on foreign ownership, control, or influence of defense contractors. And uh, what we're looking for here is to get greater visibility into who owns and controls uh, the entities that have um, significant federal government defense contracts and subcontracts. DOD wants to get a good handle on what the risks are from dealing with countries that uh, uh, are owned or controlled directly or indirectly by foreign actors, including Russia and China.
0: I guess in some ways they were worried about other countries 30, 40 years ago. We thought Japan was buying up everything in the United States. Now it seems like every week there's a Chinese acquisition of a U.S. entity.
1: Right, and DOD uh, needs to address that, and Congress is uh, giving it the mandate to do so. Um, Then there's another uh, requirement that I think indirectly uh, comes from the same direction. Uh, You know, there are rules that Congress has um, established and and required DOD to implement regarding things like counterfeit parts. Well, they're now looking into, or Congress is now asking DOD uh, to look into establishing a set of requirements for buying microelectronic products and services from trusted supply chain sources. The existing rules about that are again aimed mostly at making sure that you get a, a valid and uh, genuine part uh, from a trusted source. These rules, however, uh, w- which will be very similar to the uh, ones that are already in place, are adding additional considerations to that. Uh, determination of who is a trusted source. And and they include the manufacturing locations, the workforce composition, and the ownership of the company. So again, I think here behind the scenes, that's concerned about actors like uh, Russia and China having influence in vendors that are supplying microelectronic parts to uh, the Defense Department and uh, possible security risks from, from doing that.
0: And I think they're also looking at the distribution chains, because often those parts are sold through distributors and authorized resellers, and they want to stay away from the gray market, I think, also. Isn't that part of it?
1: Yeah, yes. The concern there is mostly with with the validity and, and, and genuineness of the part. I think the uh, when you get into things like uh, workforce composition and ownership, uh, you're, there are also concerns about, Uh, malware or uh, trapdoors or other kinds of security issues that might occur in a microelectronics part.
0: All right. We're speaking with Joseph Petrillo, a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. And then uh, there is also something I think might be aimed at the protest market, but the idea of slightly better debriefings for the smaller level awards.
1: Right. Uh, Losing competitors on a task and delivery order competition uh, we will already get a briefing when the order exceeds $5.5 million. If the order is under that, um, then the new National Defense Authorization Act says that uh, the losers can get a summary of the rationale for award and evaluation of the significant weak or deficient factors in their offer. Uh, however, uh, the, you know, the threshold here is for orders between $250,000 and $5.5 million. That's well below the dollar thresholds for being able to protest the order competition. So it won't do any good for protests, but it'll give vendors better insight into why they lost.
0: Okay, we'll keep that one in mind. And there's some things that were reversed, or at least altered, from earlier NDAAs. And one of note that you point out here is data rights of vendors during a dispute with the DOD over who has data rights. Tell us about that one.
1: Right. Well, uh, DOD, um, unlike other situations in contract disputes, DOD has to honor a contractor's assertion of data rights restrictions while those rights are being litigated. Uh, Last year's NDAA authorized DOD to waive that and use the data immediately if there are compelling mission readiness requirements and they don't permit DOD to wait for the decision of the court or board, then DOD can can waive that and then begin to use the data rights immediately. This looks like a minor tweak to me. It's it's the fiscal 2020 NDAA, and it changes the standard from compelling mission readiness requirements to urgent and compelling circumstances. Uh, Some folks say that's tighter. I'm not entirely sure. If we're talking about data rights, usually um, you need to employ them earlier in the process rather than later to make them effective. So, Uh, Is there really a change there? I don't know. But Congress loves to tweak these things, and uh, it's done that in this case.
0: Well, you know, they had compelling. Now they have urgent and compelling. I guess maybe next year they can add really, really urgent and compelling and make it even tighter. And finally, a provision reversed a right that the DOD had with respect to the whole federal acquisition regulation in the first place.
1: Right. Uh, Congress had given DOD a very broad authorization to waive any procurement uh, or acquisition law under certain circumstances. And, you know, that that required pretty high-level authorization. Uh, they've had this for three or four years and never used it. So Congress took it away. DOD uh, no longer has this carte blanche power to ignore procurement laws um, because they don't seem to, to need it. Uh, and then, of course, Congress has uh, given us the usual cats and dogs in this uh In this statute, lots of little provisions of tiny scope. And uh, one of the ones uh, that are my favorite are they've now added uh, or re-added stainless steel dinnerware and flatware to the list of um, components that have to be domestically procured under the Berry Amendment.
0: Well, is there any domestic maker of stainless steel flatware? I wonder.
1: Well, presumably there's one out there who's uh, rejoicing now that... uh, uh, they've got the DOD market cornered.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to check Bed Bath & Beyond or something or wherever they sell silverware to see if such a thing exists. In the meantime, Joe Petrillo, hey. <laughs> Joe Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo & Powell. Thanks for that roundup.
1: Thank you, Tom.
0: We'll stick a stainless steel fork in it and post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federaldrive Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Network, the nation's elite military force is decayed from within, and that's according to one of its former commanders. It's the Federal Drive with Tom Temin, here on Federal News Network. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum Nature for Maximum Relief. Try the new Regola Max Now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricolo. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free
1: trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.